welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. It's not even 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, a beautiful Sunday morning. The sun is shining. It's quiet and still. And as I woke up this morning and reached over from my phone to see what time it was, I noticed that during the night, a woman in my anxiously engaged Facebook group had sent me a message asking me this question. How do you overcome the spirit of limitation? And I knew that the thing I needed to do first thing this morning was record a message for her. But here's the thing. She's not the only one struggling right now, feeling limited. We've all felt that. It doesn't feel good. So I knew I had to record this episode first thing this morning. So unscripted, with just a few notes that I scribbled on a piece of scratch paper, here's what I want to share about the spirit of limitation. First of all, let's talk about the word limit or limitation, right? A limit means that there are boundaries to what we can say or do. Those limits may be physical boundaries. They may be perceived boundaries. Regardless of what the boundary is, it's a restriction. And when we feel restricted from something, it means that what we want on the other side of that limitation now feels impossible. Limitations create fear and they make us feel hopeless. And then we get discouraged and we find ourselves sitting in what feels like a dark pit and alone. The really great thing about that is that we don't have to stay in that dark pit alone feels like we're there and alone and in the dark, but that's not always the case. You see, in the scriptures we read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The adversary is the one who wants us to believe that we're trapped and limited, that what we want 
that seems possible is now impossible. The adversary wants us to stay stuck and in fear. He's the one who wants us to be scared. He's the one who wants us to stay small and stay in the shadows, to be limited, to feel like we have no options and no hope and no possibility. But again, that's not God's plan for us. God's plan is one of progress and moving forward. It's one where he provides a light for us to see in the dark. And that light is our Savior, Jesus Christ, who overcame all for us. And he's the one that shines the light for us in the dark. But sometimes when we're really down in those depths of despair, we feel forsaken by our Lord and Savior. We can't see his light. We can't feel it. So what are some things that we can do? First of all, reach out. There's always somebody who will listen, who wants to help, who will create a space to connect with you and be near you, even if it feels like you're alone in the dark. There's always, always somebody. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. Keep calling out. Somebody, the right person, will hear you. Now, let's go back to our scripture for just a minute in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. What are the three things that God gave us to help us? First of all, it says he gave us the spirit, not the spirit of fear, but of power. So what's that power? Where does that come from? And what does that mean? It's the enabling power gifted to us when we are endowed in the holy garments of the priesthood. So we make covenants as members of the church when we get baptized, when we go to the temple. We have different opportunities when we get uh, throughout our journey on this earth to create covenants and connections that tie us even closer to our Savior Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. We get those when we are sealed for time and all eternity. All of those covenants come with blessings. And the greatest blessing is that we are endowed with the enabling power of the Holy Priesthood. That's amazing. That power is stronger than the adversary's power. Every day we get the opportunity to get up and get dressed and put on the enabling power of Jesus Christ. We get to carry that with us throughout the day as a shield, as a protection, as a reminder of those connecting covenants that we have that provide hope and light and truth and all the goodness. But we have to get up every day and physically and spiritually and symbolically put that on and remember that we have that gift. That enabling power allows us with the Savior together as partners to be whole, 
to be complete, to be perfect, and to be able to get through anything that the adversary tries to throw at us. The second thing in the scripture that God gave us is of love. Gave us love. We have the opportunity to feel love and create love every single day. Now, love is the true opposite of fear. Remember, it's the adversary who wants us in those fear-based emotional states because he can then stop our progress. But God's plan, even when we make mistakes, even when we fail, even when we feel like there's no hope, there is always a space to create, to find, to accomplish two millimeters, two tiny little millimeters of progress, always towards the light, always towards the goodness and the healing and the blessings. We just have to take that two millimeters of action towards love to move us out of that emotional state of panic and fear. Now, part of God's plan means that we are supposed to experience opposition in all things. In order to feel the love and recognize love and embrace the love and know that it's God's love and his tender mercies and blessings and miracles for us, to be in that space, we have to have tasted the bitter part of the bittersweet. And that is the fear. It doesn't feel good. But that is how we know when we can step out of the fear. That is how we know and recognize the love. We have to be able to experience the dark, to value and appreciate the light. Remember that light is, comes, that source comes through Jesus Christ. And it can come through other people and other angels that show up in our lives through our scriptures, through our prayers, all different ways that little light of the Savior can come. So we have to chin up. When we get down and discouraged and get small, we oftentimes put our head down. And all we can see is the darkness in the bottom of the pit. But chin up. Look up. You might see even a little, even if it's a tiny little glimmer, but there might be a little ray of light. But you've got to look up so you can see it. When you can see and feel that light, you'll start to feel a lot more love and a lot less of that fear that the adversary wants you to stay stuck in. Now, God gave us a third gift. He gave us a sound mind. Now, I don't know about you. There's so many times my mind is racing and overwhelmed and overthinking and overanalyzing and seeking and desperately looking for information and answers to things. But when we tap into that enabling power and the love of God, we have a sound mind, a mind that has peace in it. That peace allows us to think beyond the boundaries of what feels like those limitations. That peaceful, sound mind makes it so that we can tap into our creative side as well. As females, we have been designed by divine creation by 
by divine power. I'm not even sure the right phrase is there, but we have been created by the master creator of the universe to be creators as well. And sometimes creation means we create human life. We create babies. Sometimes creation means that we make a beautiful dinner or we a beautiful garden. Sometimes we make a beautiful outfit. Sometimes we make a beautiful moment where love can be felt. But sometimes it also means that we can create a space where we can see beyond the limitations. We can create, we can brainstorm, we can problem solve, we can create new ideas and new possibilities, and we can try some of them. And some of them might not work, but we still have that creative power with that peaceful mind to create new ideas and try new things. And that's something that is always a part of us because it came with us by divine design. Don't forget your creative power. Connect it with your sound mind. And that takes away any perceived or real physical limitation that you have. If you've been around me a lot, you know I always talk about third options. There is always another option. Sometimes we get stuck in that dark abyss thinking that it's good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark. But God gave us a whole rainbow of colors to use. Create something beautiful. Find those other colors. Find the other opportunities. Find the solutions. Find things that reach beyond the limits. And so that you can see and feel that hope and that peace and those extra opportunities. Most often, the third option is a combination of lots of other options. Or it, or it can be a brand new idea and option that you'd never even discovered before. But the third option, most often, not always, but most often, is the one that is right. Because you came from it using that enabling power with the Savior. You did it from a place of love instead of fear. And you tapped into your sound mind. It's a beautiful process that creates that third option for you. Now, if you can remember every day, just even in that small two millimeter sized way, to focus on connecting with God every day. He tells us in the scriptures that he will never forget or forsake us. In fact, he reminds us that the problems and the afflictions and the trials we go through are so that we do remember him and we do turn to him. He wants to be there for you. But in order for you to stretch and grow, you have to experience the hardships. Just like before, opposition means that you will when you taste the bittersweet, the, the bitter side of it, you'll appreciate the sweet side so much more. So he's not going to forget us or forsake us. But when it feels like he has, because sometimes it does. Sometimes we have to experience what it feels like to be in the dark and to feel alone. Even the Savior had to feel that on the cross. He had to feel his father disconnect with him for a minute so he could experience what that felt like. 
when you get caught in those moments, I want you to remember that sometimes those miracles that we're looking for and praying for and pleading for, they might just still need to be with us a little longer because there's something we need to do or learn or uh, to grow through to help us become the best version of ourselves and to be able to be connected even more to our Heavenly Father. Remember, some miracles take time. Elizabeth waited what probably felt like a lifetime to be able to have her baby. Many, many, many souls prayed in the wilderness when they felt alone and forsaken. Some of them waited 40 years. Jonah, three days in the belly of a well, a true dark pit, probably felt hopeless and scared too, like there was no answer and no relief was coming. Three days in the pit of a well probably felt like a lifetime as well. Sometimes miracles take time. Again, it could be because there's something we need to do or discover or learn. And sometimes I think it's God putting the pieces together so that he can drop that miracle into our lap at the exact right timing. Sometimes that means other people have to have some experiences so that he can get them where they need to be so that they can help us. Either way, he has not forgotten or forsaken you. He's creating the perfect miracle for you. And that takes time. While we wait, while we keep doing everything we can on our end, the way you can tap into those three gifts that mentioned in the scripture, God's power, his love, and that sound mind, those things are where we're going to focus. Those are the things you can do while we wait. And will we become who we need to be? So focus every day on your covenants you made with your Heavenly Father. Connect with Him daily in any way you can, whether that's your scriptures, through prayer, or even song. Remember songs or prayers as well. Focus on the things that will connect you to that enabling power. Also, we want to remember that where your focus goes, your energy flows. Focus on the love. Focus on that love that flows in you and through you. And that you can create at a moment's notice. Even if you're not feeling loved, you can show up and love somebody or something else. So make sure... To show up in love in all that you do. Find the love and let the love flow through you and towards you so that you can be filled in a way where fear and the adversary can't flow. One way I suggest this to everyone I talk to, you guys know I'm a broken record on this one. In fact, right now, those of you who are listening probably can say this word for word and uh, without me even saying it, (laughs) but just in case you haven't heard it or it's been a while, 
the way we feel more love and we attract more goodness into our life is by practicing daily gratitude. And I'm not talking about, let me just think of three little positive things every day. No, you've got to go deeper, much deeper. I like to start with at least 20 things a day. And I encourage you to actually write them down. Writing them makes them real. Writing them anchors them even deeper into your mind and your heart and your soul. And it also gives you a visual record for times that are hard to go back and flip through it and remember God's love for you and all the miracles and the tender mercies he has provided for you in the past. If he's given you all those things before, why would he stop now? He didn't. It just got dark. And so it's harder to remember and see them, but they're still there. So a visual record of those things is really important to have. Again, like attracts like. So when we are grateful every day, we start seeking out and noticing all the goodness around us. And we praise God for those blessings. Remember, he's the source of all that goodness. So if we want more of it, wouldn't it be a good idea to get closer to the source of all goodness? To thank him for the goodness so he just he wants to bless us with even more? So daily gratitude is really important. It helps us remember and realize that those things have always been around us. They're always here. Like I said, we just maybe couldn't see them as much because it got dark and heavy, but they're still there. So even if you don't feel the gratitudes at the moment, start going through the motions. Start just listing things on a piece of paper and watch that tender mercy start, start to take shape in your life. See what it does for you. It takes a little time, but gratitude changes things, including you and your heart. Last, I want to remind you that with that sound mind that you have, your mind will be opened up to possibilities that reach beyond any limits you feel are placed in front of you. Your mind, with the enabling power of the Savior and love filled in your heart, as you express daily gratitude, takes away all limits, all barriers, all boundaries. Hope, possibility, goodness and blessings in abundance can flow. That is the formula for removing the boundaries the restrictions and the limitations. God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave you everything you need to receive everything you need if you'll just stay close to him. For now, I want to wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.